there, it's me, your money. And welcome to Tandia Talks Money. They say money talks, and it is true, I do. And I also like to work hard. They say it builds character, but it also builds TFSAs and RRSPs, which is why every week Tandia will share new ideas, tips, and wisdom from Tandia's finest to help you get to where you want to go. You know, with a little help from me, of course. Like, who else? So last week, we answered your burning financial questions. And one of those questions was about budgeting apps. I told you about an app and a program called Coho, which if you, I mean, like, if you want to go listen to that episode, please do. But this app essentially helps you to budget and rebuild your credit. So naturally, after the episode, I got to wondering if my listeners actually know the difference between a credit card and a prepaid card. So I thought I would spend some time today to chat about that. Now, obviously, I researched a song. And let me tell you, there is no songs on credit cards. However, I came across a very interesting page on credit Canada. So it's kind of like it was like a blog on the page of Credit Canada. And that was all about songs and money. And I am clearly onto something because one, there are many songs about money, or really any song I feel like I can equate to money. And in many cases, like these popular songs about money can have lessons we can learn from them. And as it turns out, there are many songs focused on money, from making it to losing it, needing it, getting it, and then losing it all again. Seems seems pretty bang on when you're talking about your finances, but sometimes you have to wonder how money became such an inspiration for many creatives and artists. Studies have actually shown that music can help with people retain learned information, according to the Johns Hopkins University. The soundtrack this is a quote. You did not see me. I literally just did air quotes. I forget that sometimes I'm sitting in my closet by myself. But the soundtrack increases interest and activates the information mentally, physically, or emotionally, says international educator, author, and musician Chris Boyd Brewer. So this lovely article put together an alphabetical playlist of songs with lyrics about money that we can learn from. Obviously, guys, obviously, I picked a song from this list this week. Now, while it's not like specifically from our millennial decade, it was like played all over the radio as we grew up because we listened to the radio. And it goes a little something like this. When are you going to come down? When are you going to land? I should have stayed on the farm. I should have listened to my old man. Oh, it that is awful, awful. I like Helton John. You just you make it so hard. You make it so hard to like hit that note. But if you don't know, it's the Yellow Brick Road. You know. Ooh. Anyways, I think it's safe to say. When we think of Elton John, he's kind of known for his lavish lifestyle. 
But in this sobering song from the early 70s, he seems to long for simpler times, singing about giving up the so-called good life of fame and fortune, the yellow brick road, another, I did air quotes again, and going back to basics. So what better way to get back to basics than talking about credit? Relying on credit cards can sometimes have you, you know, dip a little too far into that lavish lifestyle. Cause you know, you're you think sometimes like, oh, like I'll just put it on my credit card, like pay later. Why not? But sometimes when you use your own money, you might maybe think twice about that purchase. So I thought today would be a great opportunity to go through the advantages and disadvantages of credit cards and prepaid cards. Maybe some important things you should be looking for in a prepaid card agreement how to figure out the real cost of using a credit card and prepaid cards. So let's, let's get back to basics, you know, get off the yellow brick road. But what is a credit card? Essentially, it is money you borrow from your financial institution that gives you access to a set amount of money, also known as your credit limit. What is a prepaid card? It looks and acts like a credit card, but works like a debit card since you can only spend the money you already have. So when it comes to both, what are advantages and what are disadvantages? When you're looking for a credit card, it's important for you to kind of understand and know what the differences are. So when you're looking for a credit card and you're thinking of what would be an advantage of a credit card, well, one, they're convenient. They allow you to buy online. You can keep a full record of your purchases, like it's all listed on the statement. There's no liability if it's lost, allows you to buy something maybe now and pay it down later in small in, in payments, and it also allows you to build your credit history. But when you talk about a prepaid card, what is an advantage? Well, they're convenient. They also allow you to buy online. They prevent you from going into debt. And they're sometimes a great way to really help rebuild your credit. So if you have no credit history or bad credit history, this is a great way to rebuild that. Now, you can't have advantages without disadvantages. So what would a disadvantage be of a credit card is one, you can make it a little difficult to budget because I know I just kind of like contradicted myself a little bit there um, because I said it like allows you to keep track. But if you're spending money that you don't have and you're overspending on a credit card, it can make your budgeting a little hard. It can damage your credit rating if you make late payments, if you have too many inquiries. If it gets out of hand, it can actually damage your credit. They're expensive if you don't pay them off within kind of your allotted interest amount. Like if you're collecting interest upon interest upon interest on it, then yes, they can become way more expensive in the long run. Now, an disadvantage of a prepaid card is it's only usable if you you have money to load on it. So if you're trying to make a purchase and you don't have the cash for it, then you can't really use your prepaid card. And sometimes, depending on the card, it can also have a high fee. But in some cases, they may not help you build your credit, but in most cases, they do allow you to help rebuild your credit. Now, I want you to think about, I'm going to kind of like sporadically go through some like true and false questions here. And I want you to think about the answer, even though I'm not in front of you. Think about it. So the best credit cards let you collect rewards 
points. Do you think that's a true or false statement? That's me letting you think. That's a false, false statement because sometimes it doesn't always mean just because it has the best points on it doesn't always mean it's the best option for you and it's the best credit card out there for you. So when you're looking at a credit card, it's important for you to consider what the features are on a credit card. You need to understand kind of what is going to work best for you and what is the best option for you going forward. So one, learn what the annual fee is. Two, are there reward points? Will you take advantage of the reward points? If you, um, like I just recently got a black executive card at Costco. I feel very important when I say that, but I got the MasterCard because one, my mom was collecting all my purchase points and I was the one doing the shopping. Shh, don't tell Costco. Uh, Two, I get my gas there now. So for me and my husband, this made a lot more sense. Like maybe we should be getting a card that we are going to utilize the points. Maybe there is a travel reward card uh, that is available to you. Maybe you want to travel. So you need to understand what rewards are going to benefit you most. If you are not a traveler, maybe like a travel reward credit card, maybe not the best option. Look at the interest rate. What are the interest rates on the cards? Some are crazy. Some are low. Some are kind of in between. I feel like I feel like that was a little bit of like three little bears. Like this porridge is too hot. This porridge is too cold. Anyways, I think you know where I'm going with that. Um, Look at the insurance features on a credit card. Also important features to consider. So now when it talks about how to use your credit card is one, you stay within your spending limit. You have to understand how the interest works with your credit cards. You maybe want to think twice about, you know, is this a need or is this a want? And if it's a want, do I have the means to repay this back? What does the minimum payment look like, depending on your kind of balance that you're owing? And really utilize the card wisely. Utilize the credit available wisely. Don't just, you know, live that lavish lifestyle, but rather think twice about the purchases. Is this something that you really absolutely need? Will it work within your budget? So when we're talking about, you know, credit cards, we're looking at the features, we're looking at like how we're going to use it and what you should be asking yourself kind of before you even look at applying for a credit card is or kind of looking at your credit history and maybe you're going to up your limit is ask yourself, how much do I need? How much do you really need? Do you need the $25,000 limit or can you work within a budget of a $5,000 credit card limit. Ask yourself, how much credit can I handle? Do you find yourself getting out of control when you're handling kind of the smaller end of credit? Like, are you always at your limit? Is this something that you constantly rely on? So how how do you handle credit? And maybe if you are a little bit more tempted than others, then maybe something like a lower allowable limit is better for you than kind of just upping it each time. And ask yourself, will I be able to pay my balance in full each month or at least, you know, majority of it in each month? So you're not accruing interest with a higher interest rate. All great questions you should be asking yourself before you up your limit, before you apply for a new card, before you even apply for your first card. Now, there's a fun part with a credit card 
and prepaid cards and really any sort of financial commitment and really any decision that you're getting into is know the terms and conditions. So like kind of read through it. I know they kind of like overwhelm you and give you a whole pamphlet and it's a lot of stuff, but it is important to know your credit limit, know what the features are, like I said, know the interest rate, know how your interest rate is calculated and check to see, is there any other annual or other fees associated with the card? Like if you go take money out at a bank machine and you need the cash from your credit card, which usually comes with a hefty fee, is that something that you need or is that something that you need to know about? So again, read your terms and conditions. There's sometimes um, information in there about a grace period, um, coverage for insurance on there. There's what's your minimum monthly payment? What are the consequences for you if there are late payments? Is there foreign exchange options with your credit card? All information that you should be knowing and understanding. So the biggest thing I think people don't really kind of think about is what the annual interest rate is. So let's say you have an amount owing on the credit card, it's $3,500, and the annual interest rate is 19.5%. Your minimum payment is probably going to be around $105. Now, if you make the minimum payment plus an additional $10 to the payment amount of 115 you can significantly reduce kind of the time that it will take you to pay this off, as well as the interest that you're going to accrue. So just because, you know, your minimum payment says it's $105 by you adding an additional $10 could take like 10, 10 years to pay down this credit card, as opposed to 18 years to pay down the credit card. And if you calculate the interest paid by just making your minimum payment, yes, you will pay it down. But over the term that you're going to pay it down is just keeping it at $105 a month, you're looking at a $1,300 savings on interest by just upping your payment by $10 a month. And I know when we're looking at our budgets and we're looking at the opportunities that we have to kind of increase our payments. We've talked about this before is something as small as $10. Are you actually going to feel it? And it can significantly help you in the long run. So don't always just kind of take the minimum payment as it is. Always try to add a little bit more so you can save yourself in the longer term. I hope that made sense for everybody because when you buy an item on credit, any interest you pay should be calculated in the price of that item, right? Because you're you're not just paying for that item, you're paying for it on credit, which means you're going to be paying interest on that item. And I'm not saying don't use credit cards because they can be useful, um, especially when you're trying to make a larger purchase or you're trying to capitalize on your points, but they can also cause kind of some troubles if they're not paid off each month or at least like attempted to be paid off each month because then it just kind of keeps building and building. So again, I know, I know it's easier said than done sometimes because let's be real, life is expensive, but hopefully, you know, you're rethinking and you're saying, oh, okay, if my minimum payment is $105, maybe I'm just going to up this payment by, you know, $20 a month because are you really going to feel that $20? You probably spent that just walking out your door. Maybe not. But if you have a niece that comes over and tries to sell you bracelets, then yes, yes, you do 
spend that walking out your door because I did. Now, what do you do if you're trying to rebuild your credit history, you're trying to get a credit card, and you're turned down when you apply? One, you should be asking why. Ask them what was the reason they turned you down. Is this something on your credit report? Is this something about income? Is there something about stability? Ask why. So you can kind of make some efforts into adjusting why the reason you're getting turned down. Ask which credit bureau they used to pull your bureau and get your credit report. We've talked about this a lot too, and we've talked about it in another podcast is you can get your credit report for free. Maybe there's something on there that you know, you didn't know was sitting on there and that's denying you from future uh, lending opportunities. So it's important to get these things cleaned up and know why you are being denied for the credit card. Lastly, if you feel like you are overwhelmed, there's lots of great services like Credit Counseling Canada out there and you can attend a credit history workshop so you can help rebuild your credit in the best way possible for you going forward. Okay, so that was all about credit cards. Now we're going to flip to the prepaid credit cards and what they they look like, how to understand them, and kind of what the benefits of are that. Prepaid cards. That was a mouthful. Prepaid credit card. Sometimes also have fees. There could be a purchase fee. There could be a reload fee. There could be an ATM fee. There could be a monthly fee. These are all things you need to know and understand about the prepaid card before you get into the prepaid card. Now, like I said, your purchase fee could be 20 bucks. Your reload fee could be $2. It could be nothing. So really understanding what the difference is when looking at the two options. Read again the terms and conditions before you buy. Is this card reloadable? Can it be used for online purchases? Can you use this prepaid card outside of Canada? Is there an expiry date on the card? All things you should know when looking at a prepaid card. Because again, your prepaid card, which a lot of financial institutions actually have this feature on their debit cards, which is great because it is um, like a visa debit or uh, yeah, I think it's only just visa debit, but It's options that you can use your debit card. If you don't have a financial institution that has that, then a prepaid card could be a great option for you. I came across this article and it was top 10 questions to ask before you get into a prepaid credit card is one, what regulations apply? Two, is there an activation fee? Three, what are other fees that are going to apply? Four, is there an expiry date? Five, What if I lose the card or it is stolen? Six, how can I get my balance? Is there a fee? Seven, can I cancel the card? Eight, where can I use it? Nine, what would another form of payment be better? Ten, are the terms acceptable to me? That's a question you ask yourself. Because, well, although they are beneficial to you, is this also a right option? There are such things as a secured card, which it operates like a credit card. You have a small kind of deposit situated for the card for your allowable limit, but it it doesn't allow you to go over that. And if you were to default on the credit card, you have this security deposit there. So I hope 
kind of that outlined a little bit of what the two options are when it comes to the advantages and disadvantages of both a credit card and a prepaid card. I think we've all come to the agreement. There's important things to look for in a prepaid card agreement and also a credit card agreement because you should know and understand what the terms and conditions that you are getting into are. And we talked about, you know, kind of like the real cost of using a credit card. So if you find yourself that you're kind of in this cyclical cycle of, you know, if you you find yourself every month, you're putting money on your credit card, you're not feeling like you're paying it down. Maybe this is an option for you to switch to a prepaid card. So it allows you to budget things a little bit better, but still allows you the flexibility of purchasing things online. Lots of things that we covered, lots of information on this. So If you do have more questions, we're going to be doing an Ask Us Anything episode each month. So we would love to hear more about what you want to know about, what is going to help you understand these financial concepts a little bit better. Because after all, we really do believe in by learning financial literacy and by having an understanding of your whole financial picture and learning what songs are about money, it really does help you empower to make better financial decisions. It makes you think twice about things. It gives you a positive relationship with money. We don't want you to kind of go through life. I can't afford this. I can't do that. I'm not allowed to do this because I have to pay this down. We want you to recognize your worth and help you really enjoy life to its fullest really have the experiences you've always wanted to do. We are here for you. We encourage you to get in touch with us at any time. Again, with a question about our business, how we might be able to answer a question for you, because after all at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. We also may or may not be running a credit card campaign. So if this is something that interests you or sparked you into researching a little bit more, please visit us at Tandia.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really hope you found value through these podcasts and we want you to share it on your channels so we can help get the word out. So just kind of snap a photo of the podcast, tag us, and don't forget, you can always connect with us at Tandia.com. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you.